The following podcast is a B&E Network exclusive. Hi guys, it's Bill. What you're about to hear is a lost episode from the first attempt at doing season two. Now this is before I became a regular producer on the show, before Derek came back. This is Chevy and I just catching up, talking about movies and things coming out in the summer. So it's going to be interesting to hear what my opinions are, you know, if they've changed at all, or my predictions of what's happened, or Chevy's feelings on things. So, really and truthfully, this is a neat little blast from the past we had to put out just so people could hear it. It's good for a laugh. It's a good time. Enjoy. It's And welcome to the Adventures of Toxic City Podcast. I am your co-host, Ravishing Rick Dixter. With me today is the excellence of podcast execution, Mr. Chevy Chavaria. And we also have a guest co-host today, which is going to be Mutagen Marvin. Hey, what's up? That's how you got Mutagen Marvin? Y'all went with that? Not Marvelous? Not... Oh, you want to do something? something. No, I'm mute. I'm mute Jim Marvin. I'm the turtle guy. Uh, you, you are go the turtle Jim. guy. We are welcoping. I let Derek do the intro. He begged me, and that's all he brought. He sounded like a. I you know, thought it was you, amazing. What, what is this? Home Shopping Network? That's what you're trying to sell like. mops. We sell. calling you Joy. Has anybody seen that movie? I'm trying to. Was, uh, I, I do want to see it, but it's I am, about mops. I'm trying to sell mops. <laughs> we sell mops here. How did all this right. turn into a mop selling again? Chevy Chavaria, the excellence of podcast execution. Let me tell you a little story. Last week, did we talk about it on air? Or after air, were we talking about um, the death of Superman lives? I think it was... It was, was it afterwards? No, no, it was on it because okay. I listened to the podcast. So we talked about it, and then I go on YouTube looking for this, and they have the whole movie on YouTube. So I click on, I think the guy's name was John... Jacobs and the Palatine. Smith. No, it was John Shep or something, Shep, whatever. This this uh, director, the guy who was interviewing all the people in the, um, the Death of Superman Lives documentary. So I'm watching this, and the link that I clicked on, you get about 20 minutes in and he's interviewing Kevin Smith and Kevin Smith saying his part in, in the movie and what went wrong and the camera cuts to this guy and I'm like why Why does the lighting look so much different and the guy goes um, excuse me Kevin Smith, I have something to say, hold on, hold on what's that and then it pans over, and there's two people in a closet, and they have rabbit masks on. And I've never seen this movie before, so I'm like, what the heck's going on? So they come out of the closet. Now it shows them down this long hallway, like in The Shining, and it turns into like an x-ray effect. Like it, they look x-rayed, you know? And then the director comes up, and he's like, what are y'all doing? And then techno music starts, and they all kind of start dancing for the next hour an entire hour of rabbit masks and people take no dance. So it wasn't the whole, it just kind of, you got Rickrolled, basically. Yes, and it was thinking yeah. amazing. But then I found the right link, and the real movie is up on there, and it was really good. I haven't finished all the way to the end, but I'm super into what they were doing, and, and, and Bill was, I think, suggested, and it was right. But the, but the fake version... I appreciate it. They got me, bro. Gotta, they got I me. I look that up. That hard that awesome. That core. Good. I'm Let's all, introduce. I'm all about rabbit masks. Man, rabbit masks. Um, little Bucky O'Hare action. That's right. No rocket to you. What's wrong with your face? Yeah. Uh, but before we get Rick into that, Digster. I forgot about this. That so we we can touch. I'll touch yeah. on it real quick. So normally Bill does the reviews and so forth, but since he ain't here, I'll uh, I'll pick it. 
a little bit of the slack. All right. I saw a uh, documentary called Ghost Heads this past uh, weekend, and Ghost Heads is about diehard Ghostbuster fans all around the country. Was it on Netflix? Yeah, it was on Netflix. Awesome. I'm going to check it out. Yeah. And, uh, I saw it, but I didn't see it. You know what I'm saying? It's it's good, not great. It's pretty yeah. good. It's pretty interesting to see all the uh, Ghostbuster chapters. Basically, there's these Ghostbuster chapters all over the world. And uh, not country, but world. And some of them do stuff for charity organizations, kind of like the. That's always good. I'm all for that. Right. And some of them girls stuff. Uh, yeah, some of, like this one. Then why does it matter? Everybody's so mad about Ghostbusters girls, though. But you do stuff for charity well, as a Ghostbuster girl. It's okay. Well, the original comics had that too, right? Had the girls. Well, what was cool with the difference between like with Ghostbuster fans, like the ones that cosplay specifically, versus uh, anybody else. If you dress up as Darth Vader, you're Darth Vader. You dress up as Hellboy, you're Hellboy. But with these, you're a Ghostbuster, but you use your own name and your own identity right. and everything. So Comet that's why Jedi uh, World Order. Yeah, and you that's can your Jedi Knights and exactly. So that's awesome. one of the one of the cool things about it. But anyways, it was a good good documentary, good insight. So, I uh, I definitely if you got some time to kill and you're a Ghostbusters fan, check it out. Probably like it. Awesome. That's it. Today we are meeting with Mr. Marvin Mangum. We went with Mutagen Marvin. Am I saying it? Mutagen Marvin. That's right. That's he right. is Toxic City's local turtle guy. Anything Ninja Turtle related, this man is in love with and has knowledge about. And um, we today we're really talking about collections and we're talking about turtles and and the idea of turtles kind of moving in, into people's collections. But um, let me say this before we get rock and rolling. My my biggest thing. Um, I think everybody around this table. A lot of y'all listening to depending on the age when y'all grew up, turtles were in your life at some point. I have not met one person that was like, eh, no, Ninja Turtles never, I don't know what you're talking about, or they've never had, you know, they've never picked up a set of nunchucks and tried to be Michelangelo. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, I, I, got, I got scars to prove that I did that. So. Definitely, definitely. Bumps so bruises, been there. Mr. Ninja Turtle Marvin, the Ninja Turtle guy here at Toxic City, let's talk, how big is your turtle collection, uh, roundabout? I know you can't specifically um looking at everything between comic books pet suspensors action figures vehicles a little bit over 1700 pieces 1700 that's a collector baby that is into something that you love my my favorite thing about marvin's collection and um derek i think you know you we, we talk about this all the time it's 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 one thing like when you talk about my collection i collect toys it's six inch it's 18 inch it's hellboys it's gambits it's all over the place i have stuff from the 80s i have stuff from the 70s i have stuff that just came out like it's not centered around one it's just so just random sporadic yes and your your collection derek is a little more real quick what what, what? it's uh it's a little more focused it's not totally sporadic i have certain themes like i have avengers hellboy cyborgs robocop terminator things of that so there's certain things i have but i, I still i'm not limited to or just only about one one specific uh uh, franchise, I have you know five to ten of them that I'm really a big fan but of. But you, you stick to like you like all your figures to be the same size. A lot of times or the same line. Yeah, and I if, go, if, if they're a different line, they're not touching that. They're not going to be in the case. Correct. It's got to be either one sixth or quarter scale, and that's right. It. And that's it. You that's don't it. go nine inch. What about nine inch figures? No on nine nope. inch figures. Eighteen inch figures. No on eighteen inches. Inch is actually quarter scale. So oh, okay. yes on that. Oh, I thought, I, yes. the the sideshow is eighteen inches. Yeah, if you, oh, okay. if, if the pe if the figure or the statue is standing upright, not including his base, it's about eighteen inches for a quarter scale. But when you add the base in, if he's jumping or doing anything, it can be bigger. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah. It's yeah. getting real in here. It can get real get bigger than that. Too. Let's talk about your collection. What what are just throw out some random pieces that you know other people who collect turtles will be jealous and salivating right now um 
big thing back in the 80s and 90s was treasure trolls. Okay. I, I have 24 inch treasure trolls. 24 inch with the hair or without the hair? With the hair. 24 inch treasure trolls, yes, but I they're ninja all, turtles. They're ninja turtles. With hair. With hair. And also, like, I had a little small four so inch it's ones like, too. It's like a Don King and a turtle had a exactly. baby. <laughs> I could have exactly. gone with ninja, but I went with the turtle. Yeah, but Don King, know? that's the best way to put okay. it out there. Uh, another thing I've got, I've got some 18 inch mutating ones. Kind of like Transformers. Yes, I've seen those in your collection. They are amazing. So. So anything else? Go. You know the ones I'm waiting for. You know the ones I like. Throw them out there. All right. The other ones I've got are from Japan. They stand out. Super Saiyan, kind of like Dragon Ball Z characters. Yes. Or Sonic the Hedgehog. Yes. These are actual mutated. They're called Super Mutation. Right. That's what they're called. They're all jacked up, muscular right. Dragon Ball Z characters. Beautiful. They have all four of those. They actually have a Splinter, and the Splinter is an actual larger than the Turtles. He's more jacked up. The Shredder's the same way. He's kind of like before the Super Shredder came out. This is basically what they based that character off of. That is stinking awesome. My favorites, and those are good, but my I know, favorites... I know it's your favorites, go, so I'm fixing to go, go with them. Universal Monsters. Beautiful. A lot of people didn't know they came out with that. There are so many different variations of the action figures. I've got over 380 of them. Anything that went on during the 90s, they made a turtle set of that. I On the Universal Monsters, I have a Frankenstein. I have a Wolfman. I have a invisible Michelangelo. I have a brain. I have a creature from the Black Lagoon. I actually have an April O'Neil that is the bride of Frankenstein awesome. with the big hair. For you horror fans out there, if you're a horror fan and a Ninja Turtle, look these up. eBay them. I don't know and how you I, get them. At Comic-Cons, whatever, they are a very cool set. Here's the thing about Marvin's collection. Seeing it in its entirety, which I have for the most part, it's overwhelming. Like it is like an entire room went into this guy's house, an entire room dedicated to um, Ninja Turtles from the blimps to anything that you wanted as a kid Ninja Turtles, this man has dedicated to getting it, grabbing it. Um, I think it's super cool because you don't, a lot of times you don't pull it out of your own a pocket you yeah. do like side jobs i help i help, help people out and do side jobs so people who need their yards cut i'll go there and cut it they throw me a little bit of money you know put some food in my stomach i do a lot of side right. work to and, help and, people and out. this definitely isn't a collection like overnight you're like oh i'm collecting 1700 pieces no this, this is years this is years of dedication is, right this is the kind of collection that we're talking about um collecting isn't just about getting these things ebay even i think takes away from some of the collector's heartbeat where finding this stuff in the wild is the coolest yeah, thing that's, ever. That's other thing that I've got. I work for Sears and Robux. I'm a technician. I drive around all over the place mm-hmm. to downtown. I hit mom and pop shops. It's the drive to go look for it. That's why I like collecting too. It's the drive to go and dig through a dusty chest to go, awesome. wow, I just found a Ninja Turtle Pez dispenser. Yes. You know, how, for those collectors, you got that Pez dispenser. How many years have you been putting into um, your Turtles we're, collection? We're looking at about coming up on seven years. Seven years. That's a lot in seven, though. Yeah. But you're just little bits here, but, little bits there. Like I said, I, I travel around. I talk to a lot of customers, too. Yeah. And they sometimes donate their stuff to me because they want to give it to someone who's going to do something with it. Right. And uh, I've yeah. seen you do that. Just stuff that maybe doesn't fit in your collection anymore or whatever. You'd rather give it to somebody who's going to love it. Who's who going to love drive. it. I'm yeah, talking to, to not, not someone Mr. Who, Dixter over here. Yeah, because I've got customers that talk to me before they even give me the stuff. They'll right. tell me stories about their kids, how they grew up with it, and how it gave them joy and all that. And how they would like to give it to someone who's going to enjoy it and do something with it. That's why they hand it to me because they know I'm going to do something with it because I want to spread that love of turtles to the entire world. Like when I came here to Toxic City, that's what I did. I brought turtles here. Right. 
and Turtles has boomed here. Right. And now right. that I, I do the cosplay also at Shredder. Right. That's Yo, you're breaking the fourth wall, bro. I know. You're I'm breaking You're killing it. kayfabe over I, I here. Nobody knew it. who our Shredder was. Uh, you know? They spoiler, thought, spoiler. Mm, I'm right, a Shredder. Right, right. Um, and so let's jump in this before we get into more of Marvin's collection. Let's talk about Ninja Turtles, man. Let's talk about my most impressive thing about them is the decades that they span that they, they, they you know they've just stayed alive and i mean like how i want to i want to say something about that real quick most people when they think ninja turtles they think the cartoony goody woohoo cowabunga radical dude all the stuff from like the early 90s what what people really need to do is look back from 84s when they really started in the comics there weren't no kitty cartoon so a lot of people, when I tell them about turtles, they're like, oh, you like turtles. Okay. Well, kind of childish. Look at 84. Look at 85. Look at the comics when he was young adults where it was all black and white. I like how aggressive he is right now. I, I, like, just, the 80, when I got into the 84s yeah. and I started looking into the actual story of the Ninja Turtles, it was no kitty stuff. Right. It was all about vengeance. It was about respect, honor. You get disrespected, you get dealt with the old style hey. way. So. Derek's trying to ruin podcasts over food. Hey, man. I'm, hey, let I'm, me just tell you. Mr. Matt Allen, owner-operator of Doctor City, just walked by with a styrofoam uh He's like royalty. you got to stop food and, and, and look and at And Derek it. almost jumped the table. He thought he was going to throw his food away. This hungry, hungry man. Well, I, I put a plate in there earlier. I thought he was come cleaning on, out the Come fridge. on, big hoss. Come you don't even work here. Big hoss. Just Get out of the food. <laughs> what are your thoughts? Give me some Ninja Turtle stuff, Derek. Uh, or, der- or what are you going by? Ravishing. Ravishing Rav. The uh, the thing that I like about it is, uh, yeah, def- definitely has been around a while. Um, the all the unique characters from Turtles, not just the Turtles, but you know your your Fugitoid, your Casey Jones, your Bebop and Rocksteady, mm-hmm. your uh, just just any of the any of the weird characters that have been, whether it be in the comics or a cartoon, especially when a uh, Usagi Ojumbo. If I'm saying that right, comes yeah. in. That's right. Those episodes. Oh, he knows. And the so, same thing so with when PandaCon came out. Yeah. You know, PandaCon wasn't even the cartoon or anything. It was a special thing to Jack Kirby, you know, to put PandaCon as a figure, to just do a little dedication to him, say, hey, we like your character. He they gave us inspiration, so we're going to make a character and put him in our in our turtle line. Hmm. That's where uh, PandaCon came from. And I will say, the to me, the most impressive thing about Marvin's collection is the fact that you have almost all of the uh, action figures when they were produced, the original uh, Playmates line. Yeah, that came out in 88. Most people know about the 89s. Uh, give you a little history on that. There was an original six that came out, you know, four turtles. You got Splendor and April. When they originally came out, they all had soft heads. And what was going on with that is they got discontinued. They only were out for maybe nine months because kids were chewing on them and choking on them so if you find any soft head ones or you have soft head ones at your house look them up because they are hard to find so just throwing that out there that's awesome man if you want to know about ninja turtles this is the man that you talk to um i like i said the 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 longevity of the turtles silver hawks gone Um, they should have never existed. Cows, no, right. Cows and uh, Mesa. Cows and Mesa. The Street Sharks. Go, street Sharks. You know, VR Troopers. VR Troopers, VR troopers from the other yeah. room. Microbites from Mars? Oh, yeah, come on. from Mars, yeah. Gone. Gone, gone, gone. Um, I even say Thundercats. I mean, they're, they're still yeah. a line of Thundercats. People still like them. Yeah. But nothing, um, I think, what, about maybe 10 years ago yeah. they tried to relaunch? See, the, the, you, the, you know, that, newer than that. Maybe see, about when five, the Turtles came out, when the Turtles came out, the four 
brothers or the family member together, that started a whole new line of cartoons, Saturday morning cartoons. Right. Which, moments on Saturday morning cartoons. I miss them. Okay, good. Okay, <laughs> I miss Cowboys and Mumesa. That's yes. the one I go yeah. with. Of all the ones, yeah. um, so I, I just launching a second movie, probably DVD soon. Um, yeah. Now uh, the first, tu- the first turtle movie that came out. Okay, the new one that Michael Bay did. I'm telling you right now, did not like it. It was too, um, too over the top. It was too much, too fast, and Shredder was like. A transformer type guy, uh, you know. We call him Robo Shredder. Robo Shredder, yeah, that's the best way to put it. Shredder scissor hand. Yeah, Shredder no, scissor like hand from Matt, Matt Allen. Right Matt there. from the other side of the room. Oh, yes, but no. At least if you're gonna get in, get closer. You can get now, closer. if you didn't know anything about turtles and you go see the movie, <laughs> you're gonna like it because it's action packed. It's full of stuff going on. But if you're a turtle fan, I really didn't like. It. Now, if I was a nine year old, the second, the second one, I will give credit to because they went back. To the comic book style that went back to the TV show that we knew growing up with the Rocksteady and Bebop. Right. Stole the show. Stole the show. The way they did They're that. They're the Dolph Ziggler of Ninja Turtles. <laughs> exactly. And then the Shredder, they toned the Shredder down, made him back onto the old traditional Oroko Psyche. That's Shredder's original name. Oh, you gotta be like, oh, oh. I have, I have to go real with oh, it. Oh, Oroko Psyche. But I, I do give credit to the second one. I really enjoyed it. The Krang was awesome. That Krang was more like the comic book style. Right. I really enjoyed it in the Technodrome. So I, I really like the second one. I do suggest go see that movie. Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Craig from B Movies and Ebooks. And if you don't know about B Movies and Ebooks, it's basically a podcast between two lifelong friends. We cover horror movies, cult movies, and B movies on a bi weekly basis. And also, we talk about the latest genre fiction we've read. So after you get done listening to this fine episode, head on over to iTunes and search for B Movies and Ebooks and hit subscribe. It's easy to do, you'll be entertained, and you're going to find out about a ton of titles you never even knew existed. You're in a zombie apocalypse. You have one weapon, and it's not a gun. What is it? Like a scythe, a car. Grenades. Like a flare gun, maybe. Piranhas. (laughs) (laughs) Bat. A bat? Baseball bat. Hands down. Machete. It's obviously a Lobo. (sighs) Uh, Loppers? Slingshot. (gasps) Yeah! A ground-mounted slingshot that shoots bricks. Catch the seven deadly questions on The Basement on a Hill. Hear all new episodes every Tuesday. The Basement on a Hill. Horror and comedy for people who hate horror comedies. Why? And here's the big question. Why Ninja Turtles? Why Ninja Turtles? Yes. Okay. Now, I, I know. I yeah. know you say, I don't want to go dark. I don't want to look. It's, it's going to go kind of dark. A little bit. Okay. The reason why I like Ninja Turtles is because I like the brotherhood. Okay. It's what I've always wanted. I've never had a brotherhood, and I can relate to that because they're four brothers that care about each other regardless of what happens. No matter how pissed off they get at each other, no matter what they do to each other, that brotherhood's there. They got each other's back. 
Okay. And that's what I like. And that's what it. drew you to that's the Ninja Turtles. That's what drew me into the Ninja Turtles. It was the complete respect and honor right. for one and, another. And we no won't matter. go too deep into that, or maybe not even all, but you do have like a martial arts background. Yes, I do. So I, I have that, multiple black belts and certificates that was probably, and, uh, and all you're that You're watching these people do these moves. Yeah. Draw you in. Tell me a little bit about, um, you know, we're grown men, all of us. Just grown men with beards. Yes. Yeah, we all have toy collections. We all, you know, um, and so a lot of people are like, man, that's childish stuff. You know, my wife is like, oh, God, my toys have a yeah. spot, this desk in our room, and covers everything that goes me, up the wall. Right, right. Uh, no, and so we, we, there, we but, um, yeah. but, but I'm saying, it, I think it all stems from like, you know, people call us big kids, whatever, but um, there's things from, from our childhood, and I don't, I'm not saying this as an immature thing, that we don't let go. Like for me, I love the imagination of stuff. I, yes. I love that. And I have four boys, so I show my kids like and, and some of them aren't ready in time like I try to show my like I'm a big Tim Burton fan mm-hmm. Derek's wrong about his whole life and love for hate for Tim Burton and I'm gonna throw it out there it's a real deal he's got a couple uh, good movies uh, okay so um, I um, I tried to show my kids Mars Attacks a while back and first five minutes you know I haven't seen it in years I forgot entire herd of cows just on fire running through the screen and they're like ah what's wrong with those cows you know they're they're little kids but um, did you show them what, th- 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 one playing the game. <laughs> I will. <laughs> Tim Burton representing yeah. Donnie Wahlberg. Okay. I love you. <laughs> it was Marky. It was Marky Wahlberg in the yes. movie. That's I still awesome. love Donnie. I'm KOTB for life. Um, Hanging tough, baby. That's right. That's right. What I was gonna say um, as a child. Um, tell me a little bit about that. Did that you know affect your love for Ninja Turtles or? Um, say your childhood growing up, did you catch it at an early age or how old were you when you first? Uh, when I started doing Ninja Turtles, I was probably around 10 or 11. Right. You know, I saw the the commercial on TV saying, ooh, stuff coming out. And then I saw the commercials for the action figures and I was like, okay, cool, Turtles, whatever. When I started seeing the martial arts in there, I've always been into martial arts. I'm a big wrestling fan, Wrestling Wednesdays. Right, right. And, talk to the comics, Wrestling yes, Wednesdays. Wrestling Wednesdays. But I see them doing the martial arts and the wrestling and all that and I was like, oh, I'm just hooked. Mm-hmm. As soon as I've when you guys try to think right now, when you first saw the first entrance of the initial cartoon, when they're busting out yes. the sewers, I was hooked. Yes. As soon as I busted in, the song hit. How many people out there are singing in their head right now? I know I am right now. But <laughs> right. yes, yeah, I was hooked. As soon as I saw them jump out of the sewer, mm-hmm. they're kicking and they're swinging and fighting Shredder and all that. I was hooked. I was on it. That is amazing. Um, you got anything? You got anything? Uh, when he said, who's thinking about that song, I instantly refused to think about that song and started thinking of Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. <laughs> That's another good show. Being a, a rebel. If, you were a, if, we were a new, you'd be, if we were a news anchor team, you'd be the best co-host no, ever. But, but another thing I, the other thing I like about Ninja Turtles is the smile on people's face when you mention Ninja Turtles. You know, no matter what age they are, because it's making a, a comeback now. When I walked into Toxic City, I mentioned Ninja Turtles. Everybody's like, you know, I haven't thought about that in a while. And I can see that smile on their face. That's another reason why I collect. I love showing my collection to people. Because people walk in and they see my action figures on the wall and they go, hey, can I touch that one? And they'll touch it and instantly in their head, like, I remember having this at my grandma's house, you know, playing in the sandbox. Right. And they talk about their grandma and they just, I can just see their yeah. eyes light up and the child comes back out of them. Right, right. Because we're told that when we grow up, oh, we can't be childish no more. Right. Keep those good memories. That's what makes you right. smile. And uh, That's you what know, makes you go on. Like I said, I don't want to get too deep into it, whatever, um, just for timing's sake. You said we're going to get a little darker. Um, I know we've had conversations. Childhood, maybe not the greatest. Right. And, and there's people out there listening, maybe in the same boat, went through whatever they went through as kids, um, just rough parents, rough whatever. Rough you said you're looking man. for brotherhood. Odds are 
You didn't have that as a I kid. Did, you didn't did have not. brothers. I did not have um, brothers. I didn't have any of that. I was always I was considered the baby of the, of the family, but mm-hmm. I didn't have nobody. When I grew up, there was no other kids my age. Right. I spent a lot of time by myself. Did the Ninja Turtles start getting into that? Was able to play and imagine myself being one of those Ninja Turtles and having those brothers and all that. Right. And that's something I've always strived for. That's what I always strive me to. And then when I got into martial arts, I met some people. And then I started getting into the comics. I started meeting comic people, realizing there are other people out there. Right. And that helped me get through that and find that brotherhood with these guys sitting here at the table with us. Um, and what you know, I, and I kind of bring that up just to say that. Man, I, I think that's the, and like I said, my, my collection is more about imagination. It's more about looking at things that make me kind of smile, not so much on the inside, on the outside, but on the inside, like things that kind of like, man, I love the idea of, of taking nothing, creating these characters, yeah. creating this yeah. this whole storyline, creating these backstories of of things that you can just kind of get lost in these worlds. And like I said, there's this very like romantic side to um, comics and 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 these toys and these collections that yeah. you kind of fall into. And and I, I just really like that. Side. So I ask you about that because I know, man, we, when you shared, we're not going to go too much into it on the air, but it's just just rough childhood. But you found this one thing mm-hmm. that kind of brings you joy, and you yeah. kind of held on to it. And it don't matter how it. old you get. Um, I, I, you know, there's there's little things like me. I'm a huge wrestling nerd, and I go yeah. back and think when I'm a kid, sitting in front of this big TV watching these real life superheroes at the time what yeah. I thought slugging it out you know oh there's the, the storyline I can't believe Hulk Hogan just picked up a giant you yes. know um, and so I am about that life <laughs> I am about that life of not letting go um, I run into I ran into a guy today um, we're talking about collections. We're talking about Marvin's awesome collection. This dude had just started really getting back into comics. He says, "You know what, man?" And he's dropping some money on comics. I mean, he's buying all new stuff, not really older stuff. And I, you know, I kind of give him, "Hey, here's this, you know, key issue." Back, he's like, "Nah, it's not my thing." And but he's buying stacks of new stuff. And I was kind of like, kind of, you know, picking his brain. He said, "You know what?" He's like, "This is my new, my new thing." He's like, "My wife tries to get on to me, but I remember." He says, "He says, remember." This is a lot cheaper than all the money I was spending on the alcohol I was drinking, and so he traded exactly. his alcohol habit. Like he's like, um, long story short, had a had a you know built a man cave. They built a bar. He said that bar was one of the worst things I got built. He's like, it pretty much turned me into alcoholic. You have a bar in your house, you're drinking every day. He's like, and I traded. One day I just said, you know what? I'm gonna do something different. He's like, and all the money I used to spend on alcohol, now I'm spending a portion of that on comics, and I'm yeah. getting my fix. A portion. I'm getting yeah. So he was spending. Three to four hundred dollars. He told me a week on. I mean, he would buy cases of beer. He said, "It'd just be me." Like I tried to invite people over, and sometimes they would come, but most of the time I could take it out. And he said, "You know, he's like now he's spending like you know fifty, sixty, seventy bucks a well, week on comics, baby steps. That, that's cool. You I'm know? all about that. Yeah, and it was super cool. Um, so my my big question, what I'm leading to, I'm bringing you back in, Mister Mister Rick. What all of us we're talking about imagination. We're talking about things from our childhood. What makes a collector click? Like what? What makes you a collector? Why do you collect? What drives you to gather, go to the ends of the earth, go to every single little town, and find these things? What would you say? I'm gonna say uh, it's two simple words. Um, uh, first one's definitely gonna be, uh, or I guess a abbreviation is gonna be OCD. Okay. And the second one, yeah, and, I, 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 that's I can not a bad that, answer. That's not a bad answer. That's, I can agree with that one. And the second one's just gonna be it's just what you're passionate about. So. I don't know very many five-year-olds 
And uh, this is what I did. Good. <laughs> if you had a plethora of five-year-olds, I'd, I'd be creeped out. So when, mm. what, I, well, I don't know many five-year-olds who did this. I remember right. being five years old and having like my G.I. Joes, for example, and I had mm-hmm. ones that were that I didn't play with. A handful were kept in the package. Some were inside only. At five. So, at five. Okay. Some were able to go those. outside. Some weren't. Some had certain weapons you kept and so forth. Let and, me ask you this. Have you ever had friends come over and get into your unpack or your package <laughs> stuff and open them? I never had that. I, I would have them where they get on the, the shelf where they're nicely laid out and they uh-huh. move them or, or, or try to play with them. Or, whoa, whoa, whoa. No, we're going outside. These are the inside toys. <laughs> Have to, uh, have to, and at the time, I thought I was just a really weird kid with literally almost like a problem. I didn't care; I was still going to do it. But now I look back, like, okay, I was just super OCD, at, even at a young age, mm-hmm. and now I'm still super OCD at an older age. But I think that really that collector attitude—you have to have somewhat OCD with you, and if you have that passion to go with it, well, there you go. That's the grassroots of a collector. Right. Yeah. Well, um, my thing is is finding that one thing I didn't know was there. Well, like I said, you go through a dirty chest or a box at a, a flea market and you see a, a Pez dispenser. And you're like, oh, yeah. no, I didn't know they had that. Or a watch or a toothbrush or a comb or something that I never knew they had. You're going to use mm-hmm. a toothbrush? No. <laughs> you're going to use it? No, but how many people know there was an initial toothbrush? I want you to use it. No, I'm not going to use it. Come on, use it. <laughs> no. Okay. No. At a it's flea like, market, if you ever find a toothbrush at a flea market and use it, I think that's cool. <laughs> you're a tough dude. You're like, I don't even care. I'm in no, this. it's like, I, I found... I love the turtles. Just bleeding gums. I love the turtles. <laughs> that's fine. No, it's, it's just that drive to go, what am I going to find in this box? Right. What am I going to find in this box? And then when I find it, I'm, and then I find something that I had when I was a child, I'm like, I remember when I got this. And right. then memory started kicking in. Me- then I share it with somebody and they go... I had that same memory. I had that same thing, and then it just starts, and just all the happiness is there. Right. That's that's what I'm all about. I, is I, I, rem- I remember, you know, me and um, Mr. Rick over here. Um, we kind of grew up together. We've known each other for the last 15 years, and there was a 19, ti- 19, 19 years. 19 years. Dang, I hate you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and there was a time, and I think at the time where you know we've always been really good friends and whatever. I didn't know he was as big as a collector he was, and he didn't know that I was in kind of some stuff I was into. Um, and I think what really bonded us was. Probably, and I mean, you know, we were always real cool, but um, a few years back, I'd say maybe uh, less than 10, I'd say, but uh, I was like, man, I'm looking for this thing, and you were like, what? And I was like, I have to find a 1984 Super Friends Batmobile, and you were like, I got one of those, and I was like, what? And so we, we now both own a 1984 Super Friends Batmobile because it was the one I had when I was a kid. Um, I was on a hunt, man. I found it in the wild. It was beautiful. It was at a shop and blah, 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 blah. But that was a big um, bonding experience for Super me and you. Superpowers. That's the theme song I made up. <laughs> that was, you made that up? That's yeah, all that's I all don't you remember how it goes. One word, why not? Make something more up. Um, but so, <laughs> Matt Allen in the background, <laughs> we got booed. Um, but no, man, and that, that's really, um, I wanted to bring up your collection because it's massive and it's beautiful. And I love the fact you're not as OCD as Derek because I actually went into Marvin's collection when he had it all on the wall and I just started moving turtles around just to be a D bag. <laughs> and, um, you didn't even care. And I thought, uh, that I wouldn't was, let you do that. No, oh, I know. Fa- got like kicked I, out. No, no, no. no I didn't no. got banned. No, there were Rick bans people while, while he's not looking. No, I don't, I don't mind if you touch it but there are certain ones that you cannot touch right right and i, I laid that out completely in the very beginning there's certain ones you don't touch which ones give me one for example i've got the holy grail actually i actually got it uh 
about six months ago. It was called Scratch. It's the very last initial ever produced. There's only maybe a thousand of them done. It's a cat in an old school jail black and white suit. Right. You, when you first look at it, you're like, what, what is this? But it's if you know what you're looking for, it is the holy grail. If you look it up anywhere, anybody will tell you. It is the holy grail initial action figure. It's the very last one ever made. Very unpopular. Nobody really wanted it. Because it was just a cat in a jail suit. You, it, I don't even remember him in the cartoon. He was never in the him. cartoon. Yeah. He was in the comic book one time on two pages. That was it. The the beauty with uh, figures like, is it Scratch? Scratch. Like Scratch, and there's some He-Man figures. The ones that they made at the end when the franchise with the toy lines are basically dying out, if you find those with whatever figures those may be, they're usually more valuable, and they're extremely hard to find. He-Man has some. Turtles has some. Mm-hmm. Pretty much any franchise that's popular at one point that's no longer around has those towards the end that were dying off and are rare finds. Right. So we're talking Ninja Turtles. We're talking collectors. We're talking collections, man. What is your – and I think uh, I've kind of – so you're saying your scratch is your number one favorite yeah, piece that, out of your whole collection. Out of my whole collection, that was it because when I found it, I – found it on eBay and I immediately emailed the guy. Immediately he said, hey, I want this now. I'll pay it right now. This is what I'm going to give you. Right. And the guy goes, okay, send it to me. And bam, I got it. And I've been searching for that thing since I started. That was your That was your my hunt. thing because I started searching and looking. I was right. like, wow. You know, they had, they had like the Super Saiyan ones. They had the Movie Monster ones. They have Star Trek set. You know, I was seeing all they had. Then I saw this one. And I was looking up in the top ten action figures you may never own. He was on there. And I was like, okay, I have to find this figure. And every time I tried to find him, I lost the bid. Lost the bid. And finally when I found it, told the guy, immediately emailed him, I'll pay you this, let's do it. And within 15 minutes, I had it. Three days later, it was in my hand. I sat sat there for about 30 minutes holding it. I was like, I did it. So, so besides the OCD, besides um, any of that, what do you feel? Is there any other attributes that drive you as a collector? Was there a time you weren't collecting, Derek? I'll ask you that. Uh, yeah, there, there, I have gone through various times when I, when I didn't collect. Uh, one would be, I guess, high school. You get a little bit older. You think you're cool, and you get into... Wait a minute. You, you knew you weren't cool, right? Yeah, I knew it wasn't. I knew you in high school. <laughs> so you, you get into, whether it be sports or various other things, and you try to try to pursue that. And uh, so I got out a little bit then. And then there was a time frame. So let me ask you this. Do you think kids, like you're five years old, would you would you consider yourself a collector at five? Or are you just a kid with toys? Kids with toys. Because I was just a kid with toys. Except Derek. I, I might consider you a little mini collector. <laughs> I can see you open a little shop in your room. Like. Now, some of my favorite figures, like favorite toys, I would mm-hmm. have, and there's only maybe about three or four figures, but I would have two of them. One I'd keep in the package mm-hmm. and one I'd open. Case in point, I still who, have. Who taught you that? Me. I was just so neurotic. I was like, I have to have one in the package. So your dad wasn't like, hey, this is how you should do it, because he wasn't no, a collector, right? because even some of them I would cut, like, you know, it'd, it'd be on the, uh, the bubble would be on the cardboard. I would cut most of the cardboard off so they would be smaller, so I could put them in a cubby hole, like my uh, desk drawer, my room, or whatever, which mm-hmm. totally devalues the uh, the mint on card from the collecting aspect. I didn't know anything about that. I was just right. so OCD that, hey, you got to have two of my favorite ones. Right. And one you never touched? and one Yeah, you- one stayed in the package and one I could play with. That's awesome. Um, and so as you got older, you quit. You say you quit collecting in high school. Um, and then what brought you back? Uh, honestly, the 2004 uh, Hellboy movie 
is really what got me back into collecting. I remember seeing the preview for it, like, that movie looks cool. I've heard of the character, not familiar. Saw the movie, loved it. And it's Hellboy 1. Hellboy first, 1 yeah. in 2004. And I decided at that point, <coughs> man, I'm going to start, I'm going to get back into uh, collecting some of these figures, collecting some of the... Uh, you know, I want to read some of the stories of Hellboy. Within a month, I had already decided to buy a couple Wolverine comics or X-Men comics and Captain America stuff and some other characters and getting back into comics like I liked in junior high and so forth. And uh, and then it's just snowballed from there and uh, getting, you know, getting my love back for the the movies and comics that I've, you know. Did you, do you feel like when you first jumped in, you were like, this is it? Like I like this. Like I remember this feeling. I, I, I um, do you feel like this emotional connection with? Oh yeah, it was these things. It was cool, and the and the cool feeling about it was the getting reacclimated with characters. And as I was doing it, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna get do this on a more, for lack of a better word, I guess, responsible aspect. Like mm-hmm. I'm gonna familiarize myself with not just my favorite characters, but characters that people recommend or my friends' favorite characters or popular story arcs. You know, at when I was in, you know, junior high, I wouldn't have read The Preacher, you know, or right. something I'd be interested in. But as an adult, you know, or Watchmen, it's something, you know, you would. Or, yeah. you know, even Hellboy stories that were around then, but I wouldn't have read read them i wouldn't read them then but you know now i would or at that time i would and much less a lot of other stories that are really known for being good stories i'd give them a chance and that's kind of what helped get me back into it awesome awesome so we're talking collections man we're talking ninja turtles we're talking about how these this this marvin one of the biggest collectors we have i'd say in our in our stores at toxicity comics as far as a mass product of the one thing that he loves um and, you know i just want to go out and say to everybody listening to this man if you're listening to this you're probably a comic collector you're probably into comics you're probably into statues you're probably into toys i just want to tell you it is okay to be a passionate fan about what you do um I'm, that's kind of what the show was about was i wanted to bring marvin on here talk about his um you know his collection, the size of his collection, I heard it's pretty big, baby. And uh, um, and just, you know, man, like I said, he kind of, I mean, I'm throwing it out there being real. Came from just, like I said, a kind of a crappy childhood man where he just didn't find joy and he found something to bring him joy and he just stuck with it. And so people look at us and go, I don't understand why you have these toys, you know. Uh, me and my sister love her to death. We're two different <laughs> worlds. And I'm like, hey, look at this new thing I got. And she's like, cool you're a father of four like and she gives me that oh okay and she has no clue so if you're out there and you're kind of in this mix of girlfriend wife friends don't get you let me just tell you we get you we're a bunch of collectors we love what we do um if you're stop collecting and you're like, man, I think about get, getting back into it, come to Talk City Comics. We'll point you in the right direction. Um, things that make collect- collectors tick, man. I think it's just that passion to find joy and the things that, 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 that bring joy to them on the inside and on the out. Um, whether it be Turtles, whether it be Hellboy, whether it be um, anything. We have toys, Tim figures. Tim Burton. Funko Pops. But I don't know anybody who Tim Burton does not bring joy to. Have we not all seen Edward Scissorhands? <laughs> yeah. It is beautiful. Um, so I'm Tim Burton every show. That's what I'm talking about. Tim, if you hear this, I love you. Let's have lunch together. I um so um we're talking about collections, we're talking about collectors, which brings us to Rick. Oh, I hate you, do your thing. Ravishing Rick <laughs> Dexter's Collectors Corner. Woo! Talk about it. And 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 special guest. So this one is gonna be a- You're not even gonna talk about your special guest? We're talking about are you talking about Ninja Turtle collections? New stuff? 
Yeah. He's bringing, he's your, he's your co-host in the new yes, stuff. I was about to bring him in before you interrupted me. Oh, okay. So, hey, uninterrupt. Right. Done. So, what, basically, we're going to talk about uh, some turtle stuff today. And uh, Marvin is familiar with what I'm going to talk about. Woo! So I will have him him help me out with this. Uh, the first thing I was going to mention is the Dream X One uh, Sixth Casey Jones, which and is incredible, incredible. What, what do you what? like about it? What I like about it is so realistic. It's just like the character. All the features that it has, it comes with the baseball. It comes with the glove. It's got the hockey stick. It's got the bat. It's all separate. It's how I like action figures with the accessories. They're not just all put together in a bag and you can't do anything with it. You right. can actually pull out each weapon and put it in his hand and pose him the way you want him. That's what I like about it because everybody has their different idea of how Casey Jones stands or holds a bat or swinging or anything. That's what I like about it. The uh, articulation of it. His hands, his fingers, his body can move so many different ways. So let me ask you this. They also have a, uh, a, a shredder that they're releasing, too, which looks great. And I know we've talked about that one. What do you like about the shredder? I'm shredder myself. I cosplay a shredder. Shredder is one of my favorite characters. I always like the villains. Go, go villains. Keep it real, keep no, it heel, baby. Real. That's right. Yeah, I like about that, too, that the way that he stands, he doesn't... If anybody had the original Shredder action figure with his weird leg pose. Right, right, right. The way this Shredder, I had it. Yeah, I've got several. But mm-hmm. what I'm saying, what I like about this character is the way he stands, he stands so broad and so just solid. Or you can move him around however you want. Just the, the way his face is, the way his body is, how everything, his blades, his sharpness, everything on his body, is it just looks so realistic. It's what an action figure should look like, a statue. It's awesome. And uh, thank you for that, Marvin. And they do look great. The uh, <laughs> the next thing that uh, that I want to talk about is I like the, your commentary. It's beautiful. Oh, thank you. <laughs> the the next thing I want to talk about is the three zero uh, movie versions of Bebop and Rocksteady. Again, they're one sixth. They are seamless, which basically means that the, you don't see any joints or any of the articulation. So points. is it a figure or a statue? It's a figure, and it, they still articulate. Yeah, they still articulate. They still move. Huh. It's just the body is. It's it's a bittersweet because you people either love them or hate them. Uh, these seamless bodies are rubber based, so mm-hmm. when you if you bend the arms uh, like yes. maybe past ninety degrees that, and you leave them there, sometimes in the past they've been known to crack or ooh, rip or whatever. That, the the uh, yeah. one sixth um, Mars Attacks figure from Sideshow, I think it's like that. Yeah, he's seamless. Uh, Leonidas is. Some of the uh, eighty nine Batman are. Yeah, if you guys don't know what a seamless figure looks like or a statue look it up it will blow your mind the way it is but they look great so the downside is if you're going to pose them super crazy like you know maybe the arms past 90 degrees or something like a spider-man type pose over time it'll probably deteriorate but a lot of people just kind of it's bebop and rock steady so you're going to keep them in kind of a basic no, pose anyway i want my bebop and spider-man poses <laughs> so if you keep them in basic poses they do good they look great the uh they look just like the movie and uh, i think they're just two spectacular pieces what do you think you've seen them marvin yeah they're they're awesome i, I can't really elaborate on what you were saying but yeah the posing of them is great like i said you don't want to pose them too crazy because roxy and bebop are supposed to be solid characters but no yeah they that's awesome. That's awesome. Collector's Corner. You got anything else from our Collector's Corner? Uh, that's pretty much it, man. We uh, w- wanted to kind of just touch on some Turtles figures that were coming out. Because we're doing Turtles. It's our Turtles show. We have the Turtle Collector, El Tortuga. El Tortuga. El Tortuga, Marvin, the Turtle but, Guy. But if you're not into statues and all that, I can say this. Get you a statue. 
try it out because I wasn't too big on statues. Derek talked me into a couple of them, showed me some. Who? I, Who's Derek? You uh, mean Rick. Ravishing Rick Dixon? Oh, Rick Dixon. Dixon. I'm sorry, I messed up on that. No. Uh, yeah, just find me a statue, try it out because I, I wasn't too big into it. Rick Dexter over here, he showed me a couple of them and I fell in love with them. And now he's got me starting to collect them, and it's a whole new passion. It's a whole nother. It's, a, it's like that. You start off, I mean, that, that was my journey. I went into Funko Pops. Oh, it's cheap, 10 bucks a pop. I, I got one, two, three. You blink, you have hundreds of them. And then from there, you go into something a little bigger, something a little bigger, something a little bigger. You know, I mean, and when I say bigger, I don't mean size, I mean money. Like, so yeah. you, you know. But oh. it can be an addiction. Yeah. But budget yourself like how me with my statues yeah. you know i save up like i said i do a lot of side work and all that i, I set aside what i want to do and what i want right. to spend and that's what i work on and like i said I'm you don't have to have it all overnight and that's no, part of that's part of the collecting man that's part time. of the journey that's part of the hunt um you know you're feeling down one day whatever man you go buy yourself you know whatever you that, get a little that, stat, exactly get a little stat. I, it's I, had, a, I had my down times and i was like hey uh, you know i've been saving up for this thing let, let me go get this yeah, yeah yeah um before we go let's talk a little more ninja turtles you had a b1 ninja turtle right now who would you be go uh, Casey Jones, favorite character. That's not a Ninja Turtle. I thought you meant actual character. No, I mean actual turtle. But I'll, actual I'll, turtle. Yeah, I'd be Slash. Oh, you sons of b! You know what I mean. I'll be Donatello. Donatello. Okay, then okay. fine. I'll be Michelangelo. Who are you gonna be? I don't. I don't have to pick. You're gonna be April. I ask the question. I'll Chevy's be April. April. I'm April. April. I'm April. I'm like, yo, little Casey, let me take off your mask, baby. Well, if I can't be Casey, you can't be April. You gotta pick one. I was just kidding. You can be Casey if you wanna be Casey. No, no, I can't. You gotta be a turtle. Pick a turtle. Um, I'm gonna be, um, 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 I can't be one of those frogs. I can't be one of them cool cousins. No. Let's no. slide in. I let gotta... you be Slash. I let you be Slash. No, he's Michelangelo. You said you couldn't. I could. No, I just said you. Casey Jones is way too cool for you. That's why. He's what, my favorite Ninja Turtle character, too. You going to be the fat one? Which one's the fat one? <laughs> I'm Water the ugly my one. My favorite turtle. Yeah, all of them. You want to be the ugly one? You want to be the one who's Which one's the ugly one? Which one's the ugly one? Uh, right? I, uh, you got that, too. That was for you. That was yeah. for you. I, I, I like. What, we did, both got did, it. Did a, no, I'm giving to Marvin. Uh, did, a, did any of the turtles have a Hellboy foreheads like you got? Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. The fat one, the same one that's after you. The brown one. We are color. talking turtles. Any, any more turtle info we need to throw out there before we wrap this baby up? No, give it a shot. You guys have, are going all Ninja Turtles, all cartoon. Go to 84. 84? Go back to 84 that's to the, the same, original series. That's the same as our Batmobiles. Hey, Go back to 84. 84 had a great bunch of great stuff. Yeah, Turtles first came out. Yeah, the Superpowers line first came out. When we go with movies, we had Ghostbusters, Terminator, Temple of Doom. All 84. Yeah, 84. Yeah, a good year at the box year. office. Top Gun. Uh, man, there's like... We were one years old. There's like 15 different uh, classic... Me and Derek. Great no. classic <laughs> movies. Not me. I'm mm -hmm. the old one here. Yeah. I was, I was two. I was born in 82, baby. I was three. Oh, I got that 83, three. baby. Eight. I don't know. I don't know. Anything <laughs> like, cool like to I, say about 83? Like I said with the Turtles, go back to 1984, read the first three volumes, the first three issues of Ninja Turtles, and it will blow your mind because everything you think you know about Turtles... It will blow your mind because when I first read the first three, I'm going, right. this ain't the turtles I knew growing up. Is the young adult to adult stuff. The third issue, they go in outer space and fight dinosaurs. Oh, you lost Come on. Me. With AK-47s and machine guns. Dinosaurs Come I on. like. I do like. Well, I will say I like how he's describing it and about the year 1984, and there's also the story 1984. Dun, dun, so dun, maybe dun, this is predicted in 1984, the book. 
which none of us have read. But yeah, maybe this podcast was meant to be representations of 1984. Maybe the 1984 versions of us will come back and give us a message. I'm just a baby. <laughs> I'm just a so baby. So if I was here, I'd be like, old. "Hey, a little fat baby. I think it pooped. Somebody change it. Why is it sucking on a Hulk Hogan toy? I don't yeah. know." So um, that's my life, bro. I do WrestleMania. That's what I do. Yeah. Segway. Speaking of wrestling, you guys be on the lookout for our number two podcast coming out of Toxic City Studios. It is called Chop to the Chest Radio. Baby, it is uh, me and Mr. Local Legend Nate Laws. Nate the Great Laws, who steps into rings and destroys, has laws of devastation. 409. 409 representing, baby. We are talking wrestling. It's an all-wrestling show. That's all we talk about. So if you love wrestling, listen to it. If you don't love wrestling, you're wrong. (laughs) And you should love wrestling. So check that out. That is Chop to the Chest Radio coming soon um, on B-Movies and eBooks, the b and Networks, and we'll be on iTunes and all the other things that you can find the Adventures of Toxic City on. We're closing down. We want to thank Mr. Marvin Mangum, the Ninja Turtle guy, El Tortuga, Muted Ajin Marvin. <laughs> <laughs> We're ending this thing, baby. I am Chevy Chavaria, the excellence of podcast execution. Mr. Bill Kurtner, we wish you well. He's at home. He has the sniffles. He has the sniffles. He says he's not feeling good, so he didn't make this week. But Mr. Ravishing Rick Dexter stepped up, made his, his presence known. And again, Mr. Marvin Mangum, the biggest Ninja Turtle collector. I know it is okay to be a passionate fan. Go get your stuff. Fall in love with what you love. And let's end it the best way you can, Mr. Marvin. I always like to end it as Cowabunga. That was a very passionate Cowabunga. Yes, it is. I think you should be Casey Jones now. I think about it because your face is so ugly. You need to cover it up with the mask, baby. We are out. you just heard is part of the B&E Network, brought to you by bmovies and ebooks.com.